Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. How to add disruptive value in the marketplace with media, marketing, folks like Cardi B, folks like me, Kevin, my brother, Nick D. We're going to be talking about it all here today. I'm going to begin using those as case studies towards the end. So make sure you watch towards the end of the stream because you don't want to miss the particulars of how those people have used disruptive value. But before we get into that, guys, I got to open with this story. I just had one of my friends come into town. Super talented, incredible. One of the most talented people I know that sings, does music. She could even rap a little bit. She does acting. She does modeling. She's incredible. I'm not going to reveal her identity for the sake of this stream, but she's one of the most talented people I know. And she recently moved to California. She's not from here, but she moved to Southern California, Los Angeles, to be specific. And we were having this conversation about her inside of the Hollywood ecosystem. Her out here doing all kinds of different odds and ends, doing casting calls, having a agent. And she was telling me how just a few weeks ago, her car was stolen in North Hollywood. Now, some of you guys hear Hollywood and you think Hollywood's glitz and glam. Listen, Southern California, specifically Los Angeles, is pretty rough out here right now. The homelessness is an issue. The crime is up. And she's living in Southern California, in Hollywood, and her car got stolen. Like, like stolen, like untrackable. This is a newer car. It's not like an old car. I didn't even know people did this anymore. Folks are out here straight stealing cars. So her car got stolen. She's telling me that she had to move out of this sketchy apartment. It's a different part of L.A., I think Glendale or Pasadena, out of the mix. And she's in Southern California. She's pursuing entertainment. She's pursuing acting. She's pursuing music. And it's the typical, I'm going to move to Hollywood and follow my dreams, which, which respect. But the issue is she has to do these different things like, oh, I don't know, um, do hand model jobs and make, you know, $5,000 to be a hand model for a commercial or do an ad for some random CVS commercial. And she's in the mix and she's doing it. She's even making decent money. The issue is that she's not really happy. And she's sitting there telling me about just how much of a mess LA is, how much of a mess this entire pursuit of Hollywood is, how she has to move out of this area, how she doesn't want to do any more hand modeling jobs, right? And I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking, yo, this, this person specifically, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube completely changes everything about the way she's going about her career. 50,000 subscribers changes everything. And it's because she's following the old media, the old model of how you build a career in entertainment, how you build a brand, how you become an actor, how you become an artist, how you become a model, how you become anything. She's using the old model. And when you're using the old model, your success a lot of times is relegated the expense of some casting agent, of some 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 person that says, oh, she, you know, this person is just... Mm, just, 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 I just wish there was an inch taller. Or, ah, 
the, the, the eye color, your eye color's off, right? Your, your entire livelihood a lot of times is relegated to someone having to push the button on you. This is whether you're trying to break into the music industry. This is whether you're trying to break into Hollywood. This is even a lot of times if you're trying to break into the venture capitalist world, you are at the mercy of someone else having to put the butt, push the button on you. And guys, we live in a new era where all of that has gone away and we're going to get into the particulars of that. And so I want to make sure that I drive this 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 point home that there are no more gatekeepers. There's no more gatekeepers. And if you want to follow the old model to build your business, build your brand, build your career, build your music thing, if you want to follow that, that's on you. But I'm going to present an alternative here today for us. I'm going to present a different way of going about things. And it's, and it's kind of a paradigm shift that a lot of people may not get and by gatekeepers i specifically mean the casting director the agent the record executive a and r the the well the a and r that's not the executive that has to get the executive to sign the check to get you in the door to get you in the building to get you into the $1500 a day studio which you don't really need to go to a $1500 a day studio but they're going to make you think you need a $1500 a day studio and so now you're in debt and you are behind the eight ball before you've even gotten into the music industry there are no more gatekeepers you do not need a gatekeeper which you need is an audience okay so let's talk about this idea of old media versus new media hollywood agencies record labels they are the ones who control your reach and your success okay that is old media that is the traditional way of making it in hollywood making it in music a lot of times even making it as a, as a startup you need a venture capital you need some seed money you need to raise capital right well now things have changed and now it's about building an independent online platform that creates social currency, which gets you further and gets you moving along in your career faster because you now have an audience. Most of these situations, whether it's a record label, whether it's a TV show, what have you, completely changes once you have an audience and people are rocking with you. And this is just about true for anybody that's breaking into TV now. If you want to be on TV, this is the new model, by the way. If you want to be in the music industry, this is the new model, by the way. If you want to build a, a fire t-shirt company, a brand, a product, this is the new model, by the way. This is, for me, it's deeper than just a career, right? Like, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. To me, this is deeper than just vanity metrics and clout. There's, I got a message. I got something I need to share with the world. And so it, I don't need a gatekeeper. I don't need somebody at a label or some talent agency or some speakers bureau to put me on. Forget all that. New media is leveraging social media, leveraging technology, and ultimately the gatekeepers, if you could touch the algorithm, the gatekeepers become the people. The gatekeepers become the people that put you on. You guys are the ones that put me on. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't do it all. I didn't, I didn't make it all happen. I just made a bunch of videos, and for whatever reason, it hit a zeitgeist, and it hit the, the culture, and it hit the people differently, and therefore, my YouTube started building. And so, you guys are the ones that put me on. Not a record executive, not a venture capitalist, not an agent, nothing like that. It was... The people that put you on. That is new media. It's true for anyone you see exploding, whether they're in music. This is for anyone you see exploding, whether they're on Instagram, any influencer. There's no more so-and-so shouted you out and you blew up. That's just not how things work anymore. We've moved on to that. People are more evolved. They're, they're more uh, nuanced in their thinking. They could see when they're being marketed to, especially, especially with Generation Z. They see right through all the fluff. They see right through all the shenanigans. This is the most marketed 
educated two generation in, in, in history so they don't want nothing fabricated. They don't want nothing that's curated for them. And the moment they see something that feels like an industry plant, they sniff it out and they tell all their friends about it and they laugh about it. We just saw this unfold with a relatively dope artist named Baby Keem. People discovered that he was related to Kendrick Lamar. They discovered that Dave Free quit his job to go manage him and they sniffed him out and he kind of became a meme on the internet. You you organically got signed and got on. Oh, wait a minute, you're Kendrick Lamar. So you see what I'm saying? These things are all about building a rapport with your audience, building a connection with your audience, letting the audience fund what it is that you want to do. Let the audience fund it, right? If it's if there's truly value in it, they'll fund it. They'll get behind it. Trust me. This video, it, we're going to be specifically going over how to build your own platform, okay? And, and, and I'm going to get into the particulars. I'm going to get into the minutia. And I'm going to get into the details of this, okay? So how to build your own platform. Three parts, very simple. First, you got to be self-aware. You got to know yourself in this process. You got to know what value you have to offer. You got to know your personality. Are you funny? Are you charismatic? Are you good looking or are you not good looking? Right, so on and so forth. Are you are you, are you you nice on camera? Are you better in short form? Are you better in long form? So you first got to be self-aware and once you're self-aware which is which is vastly important i'm an only child i'm not self-aware i'm not very self-aware i need people in my life like a zach sparazzo like a eugene albert that are gonna help pull me into self-awareness realm so that i don't just go through life being a goof because i don't always see myself the way other people see me i don't always see my strengths and i and i don't always see my weaknesses so once you first discover yourself and what value you have to offer what platforms you work on, then you can find the platform that works for you. Okay. So if you are younger, cooler, faster, you could take really big complex ideas, drop them into bite-sized pieces, TikTok, YouTube shorts, IG reels, it's very fertile over there right now. That could be the platform from you. If you're a little bit older, a little seasoned, like your boy, 36, you may not be the most direct on TikTok. It's very difficult for me to make 30-second punchy videos, right? I, I, I just don't do well in short form. So guess what? I'm on YouTube. Guess what? My videos tend to skew a little longer. I do long streams. I chop them down. I found a platform that worked for me. My case, it's YouTube. I'm going to be talking about YouTube more. It could be TikTok. It could be Instagram. It could be LinkedIn. It, there's so many different platforms now, depending on what value you are looking to add the marketplace. Okay. Now, you have to make the audience the hero. A lot of people get the first two right. But when we get into the audience being the hero, we miss it. We miss it. And what do I mean by the audience being the hero? In order to reach people, you have to care about what they care about. I, I know that's like very simple, but, but, but follow me for a second. Most people who are self-aware and find a platform that works on for them, because we are t talented because we have something to say. We think we're the center of the freaking universe. We think it's all about us. We've been told we're a snowflake. We're so talented. Ruslan, you're such a good rapper. Oh, you, I like how you teach the Bible. It's so, and so we, we then become narcissistic and we say, oh man, this is about me, my perspective, right? My ideas, my values, right? And, and here's the deal. It's not about you. If you're trying to build a legitimate 
business, a brand, a connection, add value, have to make the audience the hero. It's all about the end consumer, and ultimately, you have to care about what they care about. This is directly impacted from my platform here on YouTube. What am I talking about? My videos, a lot of my videos, are me getting in the head of what you guys want and then pulling you into the value I have to offer, whether that's teaching the scriptures, teaching something like this, something ethical, business building, so on and so forth. I first have to care about what you care about to pull you into my ecosystem. I can't just assume you're going to care about Ruslan's marketing advice, Ruslan's financial literacy, Ruslan's, it's, it's not about me. It's about you. What do you care about? What are you interested in? And the way I do it specifically is I'm looking at the things that are trending. I'm looking what's in the news. I'm looking at current events and I pull people into the ecosystem because I first respect what you care about. I respect your attention as a viewer and I respect what your values are and pulling you into some truth, some value I want to give to you through my content, right? Ultimately, it's not about you. You are just what Donald Miller and his storyboard book would call. You're the sage. You're the guide. You aren't the hero of the story. The audience is the hero of the story. And I don't want to. I don't want to like hammer this too much, but this is vastly important when building an online presence, when building a, 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 a brand, a clothing line. A lot of people build clothing and apparel like, oh, look at this cool design. It's so cool, right? And they just think they're like Jerry Lorenzo. Like, oh, I'm Jerry. And it's, it's like, fam, you're not Jerry Lorenzo. No one cares about your clothing line. You have to care about what they care about and then pull them into your ecosystem. If you're enjoying this video, I need you to do me a solid. I need you to give this video a quick thumbs up. That would help me out a ton. As well, while you're giving this video a thumbs up, make sure you subscribe. We found out that over 50% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. So if you subscribe, that would mean a lot. Thank you so much. Now, let's look at these case studies. I mentioned Cardi B. And some of you guys are like, oh, Cardi B, oh my gosh, she's just so bad. She's so ratchet. But, but let, me, let me break it down to you guys. Let me break it down to you guys. Okay, so let's talk about Cardi B for a second. You guys see the famous megastar version of Cardi B. You guys see the famous version of Cardi B. I've been following Cardi B since around the time of her first Breakfast Club interview, okay? And the thing about Cardi B is that she what? She leveraged her personality to provide escapism for her audience as she was coming up right? So what happened? She was on Love and Hip Hop. She built an Instagram following. She built a massive online audience with over a million Instagram followers. And then she took that and she pivoted into a music career. She first built an audience and then she became a megastar in music. You, you see the caveat there? Some of you guys are trying to be uber artistic, fancy, mancy, artsy, fartsy rappers and singers. And you think that people were just going to care. Why are they going to care? You got to care about what they care about. In her case, specifically when I say ethical, her case is she was willing to talk and give commentary on culture. She was willing to be funny. She was willing to give you alternative points of views that people felt but were afraid to say out loud. She was willing to just kind of be ratchet, right? Like she was just full on being herself because she was self-aware. She picked a platform that worked for her, which initially she was on Love and Hip Hop in a TV show, but the way she, there's a lot of people on Love and Hip Hop and TV show that didn't go on to be Cardi B, but she picked a platform that worked for her, which was 
Instagram. She's better at short form. She's better at being punchy and, and telling interesting stories and being really direct to the point. And you can feel however you feel about her art and her music. And I'm not like the like the biggest Cardi B fan. I've never heard WAP. I don't know what her, outside of Bodak Yellow, I've maybe heard two or three songs. You can feel however you want to feel about her music. But what you can't do is say that she's not interesting. She's not entertaining. She's not funny. She doesn't have a personality. What can you extract from someone like a Cardi B who leveraged her personality and then built an audience and then became the biggest megastar in, in the music industry. Let's talk about someone else that maybe you guys are familiar with. Maybe you're not. This is a friend of mine. This is Nick D, okay? Nick D is a really talented artist. Really, really, really talented artist. Now, Nick was crushing it as a cinematographer. He's been on the show and he's told the story before. Crushing it as a cinematographer, grossing well into the six figures, as a uh, film, video, a photographer at weddings, right? High-end weddings, crushing it. And then he jumped into doing music. And then he was doing a song every other week. He did that for over two years straight. He finally developed a full-time income with music, making, I don't know, let's just, let's just call it 50 grand a year off of Spotify, Apple Music Money, which is very difficult to do, right? Very difficult to do as an independent artist. Nick then had a song go viral. He got a call from a major label. Caroline Capital didn't really like the offer, turned down the offer, and within a week started something that had never been done before, which was a podcast made natively for TikTok, okay? And they created this podcast called uh, The Freddy Show on TikTok, and it blew up. And by, by blew up, I literally mean last time I checked, they were well into the 600,000 followers within like three weeks. Their YouTube channel exploded 15,000 subscribers within a few weeks. And it's because he leveraged his humor, his aesthetic, because it's it's decent aesthetic. Like, it looks good because he comes from a creative background. And this thing is now bigger than anything he's ever done. It's bigger than his music. It's, it's generating more revenue than him. It's generating more interest in him. And guess what? He's indirectly benefiting in his music career. His streams are going up. His personal Instagram followers are going up. All of these things are connected. And so even though music was his main thing, he looked around at the, at the landscape of music and he said, holy smokes, it's very, very difficult to just get on as a musician, as talented as he is. And Nick D is one of the most talented people I know. He went and did something and leveraged the platform, TikTok, short form. He leveraged his humor, his personality. W what do the people care about? People always want to laugh. He knows he's funny. He's funnier than I am. So they created a TikTok podcast, meaning that it's intentionally built in these short form segments. And then he scaled that over to YouTube. And now he's making AdSense off of YouTube. They're clearing well into, uh, you know, thousands of dollars a week in merchandising, so on and so forth. So this is a model that I think many of us overlook, which is what platform can you get on and how can you use that platform differently? Okay, Meet Kevin is by far the most interesting of the bunch, okay? Meet Kevin, I started following him at about 100,000 subscribers. He worked really hard to kind of get on his real estate. He jumped in and kind of did some like call out exposed videos of the Grant Cardone and he scraped his way up to get about 100,000 subscribers, kind of like a real estate guy. And then when the pandemic hit, guess what he did? He pivoted from real estate 
to YouTube news commentary. So all of a sudden, remember when, when, when all of the stimulus updates were happening, dropping all of the different stuff that was happening and he started doing multiple videos a day. He leveraged YouTube live and he also leveraged one take videos. Meaning that if he wasn't live, his videos are still one take. There's not a bunch of fancy editing. There's not even any camera cuts. I have camera cuts in mind. So he's literally just talking into the camera and it might be a camera cut or two all by himself. This man revealed his YouTube AdSense and last May, he cleared over $250,000 in YouTube AdSense alone. His channel grew from 100,000 to 1.5 million subscribers in a year. And he built a social media following to the point where he's now campaigning for governor of California. I am not exaggerating about this. He's campaigning for governor of California. This, and he has a legitimate shot because the moment he announced he was running for governor of California, the YouTube community went crazy and a gang of people got behind him, okay? New media! He didn't wait around saying, how, how do I get into the Democratic Party and get connected to that community of, uh, uh, you know, who's the gatekeepers? Uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the governor, uh, Governor Newsom. How do I get connected with those? He said, I have better ideas. And guess what? I have the money. I have the influence. I have the audience. I got the ground power. And he has a legitimate shot at potentially becoming a governor. This is insane. Think about think about this for a second, guys. And how did he do it? He was self-aware to know, hey, I know a lot about real estate. I know a lot about investing. I know a lot about the economy. He cared about what people cared about, which was whatever was trending on the news, whatever was popping off at the time. And he leveraged a platform in a different way. One take videos on YouTube, doing, uh, doing live streaming every day. And he exploded. His net worth went up. I think he's, I think he's worth $26 million. And he's not even 30 years old. Again, guys, the ground is fertile, okay? It's, it's, there's a ton of opportunity here. And, and the best part about someone like Nick or someone like me is the majority of what you see us doing is it's just me. It's just me. Zach Sparazzo has helped out a lot with this course and helping me get the infrastructure built out. But a lot of what you see the live streaming it's just, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? It's just me, Kevin. There's not a lot of folks in that. Like, it's just him and his wife, right? And so this is what I mean by, by leveling up. You have 100,000 subscribers. You pivot to this mentality of considering what people care about and putting what they care about first, and then whoosh, you could explode. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. You can wait and you could try to make things perfect and you could try to figure out what's, how do I do this? How do I do that? Uh, I, I need this. Everything needs to be perfect. My life needs to be perfect. Or you could just say, I'm ready to, to, to plant that tree and start watering it and start caring for the land and start doing my part to help that tree grow. And by the way, this, none of this is an overnight process. Remember, me, Kevin was at 100,000 subscribers and then he exploded to a million. Cardi B was already popping with a million Instagram followers and then she became a megastar. Okay, Nick D already has 60,000 Instagram followers, and then he started his third TikTok page, which is The Freddy Show. So these things take time. I don't want to sell anybody this, just this notion that it's just going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. It's going to take commitment, okay? Guys, this is for people that if you want to, if you want to learn how to 
predictably grow your audience, how to have a path and a trajectory to grow your audience, that you're not leaving it up to chance. I'm not for accidental success. I don't like the idea of being accidentally successful. Oh, I just, it just happened. Oh, you know, I don't know, uh, Lecrae shouted me out and then I just blew up. That used to be the motto 12 years ago. Any Christian rapper that did a song with Lecrae or Lecrae put them on their song and took them on tour, they just blew up. That's accidental success. The issue with accidental success is you can't recreate it. And we had a plethora of artists that got super successful, clearing six figures, and 10 years from now, a lot of them aren't even doing music anymore or they're struggling, right? I don't want accidental success for anybody. I want us to know how to predictably grow our audience, right? If you also want to create content that has real impact on the lives of your viewers, the the people need what you have to say. That it's less about you and your narcissism and you not getting enough attention as a kid, so you want to be famous. No, 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 I got to be deeper than that. You got to make content that is going to make an impact on this world. You, you got to want to make things that are going to help people, okay? So this is if you want to do this, okay? And if you want to do it quickly and efficiently, quickly and efficiently to monetize your platform. And like I said, this isn't an overnight process, but creating the content and learning how to grow your audience, understanding that you could do it in an efficient manner. And that's what this entire course that we have coming out is going to be about. Now, um, we're going to do all of this without pro filmmaking skills. I tried doing the vlogger thing and I was trash at it. I did it on my iPhone, then I spent money on cameras and then I I, I, I tried to get Zach to shoot my vlogs and he got frustrated with me because I'm, I'm, I'm a headache to be around sometimes. You don't gotta be, you don't have to have pro filmmaking skills. That's not what this is about, okay? So if you don't know how to shoot a vlog, if you don't know how to be fancy, artsy, and shout out to my brothers like Montel Fish that are just ill. Like that dude is a filmmaker. Respect. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. That's that's a different type of beast right there. That man is that man's operating on a whole nother level. This is for the folks that I'm not really trying to be a filmmaker. If you don't want to spend hours of editing videos. I don't spend any real like mean time editing videos. I spend maybe every video you see up maybe 10, 15 minutes editing a video, chopping it down, trimming the intro, the outro, some of the points that are feeling redundant, I trim that out. And you wanna avoid burning out or missing uploads because sometimes when you're burnt out and you got this like, I'm gonna do a video a day or I'm, you know, uh, uh, what is it, VEDA, we're gonna vlog every day in April, we're gonna, we're gonna vlog every day in December up to Christmas. When you do that and you miss it, you could either burn out or you can miss uploads and that's not good for your morale. So we're going to avoid having to go through those mistakes, all right? And so this leads us to what we've put together. We've spent the last three or four months putting together this course, going through the beta version, the the, the entire process has been very fun, very exciting, and we're gonna continue adding to it. This is gonna be a living course and it's called Master YouTube Live. I created this course because listen, I'm married. I got a family. I got stuff I'm doing. I'm trying to, I'm, guys, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. I'm not trying to work myself to death. I'm not trying to miss Levi's martial arts showcase today. I'm not trying to miss time with my, my, my four or five week old Zoe Bear. I have a family. I have fitness goals. I like flexibility. I created this course because I got tired of seeing people, creative people struggle and do the same mundane approach to creating content and it just not catching because of the methods they were using, because there was no system involved in what they were doing. And so for me, listen, guys, I value my time with my family. I'm, I'm not a, a work a gajillion hours a week. I know that's real sexy from the Gary V's and the hustle, 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 hustle. What's the point of hustling and building a business if you don't have flexibility in your day to day? So the way my life works right now is, hey man, I just had a baby and guess what? 
I stopped uploading as much. Some of you guys may have noticed that. I kind of chilled. I went from doing five, six videos uh, a day to doing mm, maybe one or two a day. And there was a couple of days I skipped. But because I built this out properly and I built the infrastructure out, I have my time and I want you guys to be able to have your time while you're building something. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy because that's not what I'm saying. This is difficult stuff. This is hard stuff. But I believe that this course, for those of you guys that have the, the, the areas of expertise, that have something you want to share with the world, I think will help you create more while spending less time and having less headache around the creative process of building your audience, building your YouTube. So you don't need to be an amazing vlogger. I've already said that. I used to look at these guys. Shout out to Casey Neistat. Shout out to um, uh, 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 Peter McKinnon. Incredible, incredible, um, incredible vloggers. But I can't be these guys. These guys are some of the best filmmakers out there. And they're, pump, they're pumping out a video a week, sometimes a video a day. I can't be these guys. And you don't need to be an amazing vlogger either. Okay? That's, that's not the point. And so... This is for you. This is for you. This is not for everybody, okay? I just want to really make this clear. This is not for everybody, but this is for you if you have a degree of expertise. I don't mean degree as in like a, a doctorate degree, okay? Um, it's, 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 it, this, is, this is for you if you have a degree of expertise, okay? If you have a degree of expertise, if you have value to share, and if you're willing to invest in yourself, Okay? So it's, it, 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 the system revolves around creating a section where it's set up and you turn it on and you one take or you go live and you create content. We get into all the particulars of it, right? And the big idea is, hey, my setup now is all about setting and forgetting. I don't need to tinker with the cameras. I don't need to figure out what the ISO is. I don't need to do all these other things. I could just set it, forget it, and run and gun. And that's what I really want to get to is the creation process. I need to get to the creation process, right? So this is for you if you have a degree of expertise, if you have value to share, and if you're willing to invest in yourself. What am I talking about? Okay, first of all, if you're on here and, and you're 18, 19, uh, 20 years old, master YouTube live, the course is probably not for you. I'm just going to keep it a buck. It, it's, it's probably not for you. Unless you're like a savant and you're just a, 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 you just have like an a, a expert degree of expertise. In, expert degree of expertise is redundant. Some degree of expertise on something, this is probably not for you. This is for the person that's lived life that has gone through some things, has some objective understanding of truth and has some subjective understanding of their life experience, okay? So I just wanna really make that clear. If you've gone through some things, if you're, if you're, if you're probably over the age of 21, 22, and, and, and have something you wanna share that's valuable. My messaging, you guys know, the ultimate value in what I'm sharing is I'm ultimately trying to contextualize the gospel for people in this modern day context. How does, how does Jesus play into every area of your life? That's my value you to share. Some of you guys have a similar value. Some of you guys have something else you want to share, right? But that's the value that I'm that I'm that I'm sharing and if you have value to share, then this is for you, right? So again, it's not about narcissism, it's not about you being a celebrity for the sake of you being a celebrity, you being a whippersnapper, cool kid on the block just because you think you're cool, you deserve an audience. That's not what it's about. You got to have a degree of expertise and have gone through some stuff and something you want to share. Maybe it's mental health related. Maybe it's teaching the Bible. Maybe it's apologetics. Maybe it's, I don't know. It's going to be a variety of things, right? You have to have some value to share. And here's the caveat. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. What am I talking about? Here's the deal. 
We could have made this course thousands of dollars. And everybody we talked to told us we should have. We could have made this course hundreds of dollars, um, $500, $700, so on and so forth. And the, the idea with it was, listen, we don't want to do that because we want to leave some margin for people to be able to invest in themselves, right? And so this is not cheap. Like you got to have a budget set aside to be able to buy some equipment, to be able to uh, get, get the right computer, to be able to allocate the time to learn some stuff, right? You have to be willing to invest in yourself. If you aren't willing to invest in yourself, this is not for you. So some of you guys are going to ask me, what's the cheapest way I could do that? We have like a, hey, get this equipment for, I think, under $2,000 or something like that or under $1,000. But that's not, that's, 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 you, you got to have that commitment. And here's the deal. This is the interesting part. Any freaking business you start, you got to have some money up front to start. But for whatever reason, people want to hop on the YouTube space. They want to hop on the on the social media space. They want to hop in the T-shirt making space and the brand making space and the influencer space and just think that it, it, it could just come to them for free or for minimal expense. And that's hogwash. And, and when you spend money and invest in yourself, I'm talking about equipment, by the way. The, the course isn't that expensive. It's $199. So it's not like we're out here charging thousands of dollars, $500. Dollars. $199 is what the course is. But you guys are like, so how much does it cost, right? It's $199. The idea here is when you invest in yourself from an equipment standpoint, when you invest in yourself from a, hey, I'm going to pay for this, you tend to take it a bit more seriously. If I just did all the videos, just threw them up on YouTube, odds are most of you guys wouldn't even apply them, right? If my trainer just, just trained me for free, odds are I probably wouldn't keep track of my macros and eat better, right? But there's something about that commitment when you're saying, you know what? Okay, 199 bucks, and then I got to go get some equipment. Okay, respect. Okay, so now we're talking about a, a couple thousand dollar investment. So the course is $199, there's multiple tiers. And on Tuesday, I'm doing a tour of my studio. So you'll see exactly what I have. You'll see exactly what uh, what my equipment is. And you'll see exactly what my, my studio costs. But you don't need my studio. You just need a setup. You need a setup somewhere in your home. And that's why we made the class only $199. And the enrollment for this class is open, but it closes in seven days. And this is why, because I wanna be interactive in it. I want to make sure that you guys have time to do Q&A with me privately. I want to make sure that this is open and, and we get some really dedicated, serious people in it for the next seven days. And, and then it's shut down and it's not something that just kind of exists on the internet. Okay. Um, indefinitely because people won't find it valuable and it'll still be available. It's just the price was going to go way up. The price is going to go way up. And that's why we want to get everybody jumped in, dialed in the next seven days. $199. There's the reveal. There's the price. Not out here trying to sell you a mastermind court. No, no disrespect to anybody who sells a mastermind court. That's not the energy I'm on. I want to make sure that we get as many people locked in as possible. It's in the description. Uh, excuse me. It's, it's pinned up and it's in the description of this video. So you can click the link uh, to get started now. And we're going to be doing an additional video on Tuesday going over my exact setup. We're also going to be doing a specific, um, uh, a specific Q&A going over some of your things. And by the way, this is a living course, so there's going to be other modules added onto it. I just thought of a module... Um, uh, me and me and Zach got to talk through about my do's and don'ts for content creation on how to help you set some boundaries for content creation so you don't blow. It. We're going to add that to it, right? We might add how to live stream with your iPhone and how to get your iPhone to work as, as a camera. If you can't afford a camera, we're probably going to add that as a module. So we're always going to be adding stuff to the module. And so that's in the description below, uh, masteryoutubelive.com. And there's a whole additional course in there, literally an additional course in there 
that is how to make your first couple thousand dollars off of merchandising. And I walk you through my entire merchandising system. So that's there as well. Um, and again, guys, this is open now, seven-day enrollment. After that, the price is going up. We probably are going to do some other launches, and the merchandise course is going to be its own course because I get a lot of rappers, people that are like, yo, how do you do your merch? How did you grow your merch to a six-figure revenue stream? All of that is going to be available as a standalone, but because we're launching this and we want to leave with as much value as possible, that's packaged in this uh, this this course. So masteryoutubelive.com for more details. Masteryoutubelive.com. Scoop up that course. It's open for seven days and then the price is to the moon. So don't play yourself. That doesn't mean you have to take it in the next seven days. It means you should cop it in the next seven days. The next video regarding this course is going to be walking you through my exact setup. And that's going to be kind of more of like a vlog thing dropping Tuesday. All right. So thank you guys so much for rocking. Appreciate you guys. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. 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 Sunshine and all, sunshine and all But she don't know that I still feel like we ain't made it yet No, I ain't lying at all, I ain't lying at all I remember walking Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode Shout out to you Probably means you're rocking with what we're doing And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show And I'm gonna keep it that way But what you can do to keep it sponsor-free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.